Welcome to the Encounter Church Podcast. For more information about our church and service times, please visit revival.me. Enjoy the message. Today we're going to talk about the authentic gospel. Are you all ready? All right, I want to start by reading John 129. And uh, we're going to read in just a quick context, John the Baptist is baptizing um, and he is preaching repentance. And the Bible says that uh, he is actually quoting a scripture about himself, that he is the one in the wilderness to make straight, uh, make a way for the Lord. And so he's preaching and he says, there's, there's someone coming after me. They're, they're like, hey, are you the one? Are you the guy? He's like, I'm not the guy, but I'm going to point you to the guy. And that's a good evangelism tool for every one of us. We're not the guy or gal, but we'll point you to the one, right? And, and so th- there's something beautiful about this where, you know, it's like the announcement, the proclamation. Do you know the gospel is not just about the story of Jesus and events? It's actually about the person of Jesus. And so there's something in the very heart of the meaning to proclaim the, the word in the Greek, uh, euangelion. It's like where... Somebody would proclaim, someone who announced the good news was announcing good news that a king and a kingdom was coming. And this is what we see here. John, is, uh, John the Baptist is baptizing because that's what John the Baptist does. He's a baptizer because he's John the Baptist. And he's saying, I'm not the guy, but there's one coming after me that's more worthy. And he's so worthy, in fact, I don't even want to mess with this sandals. Like, I don't, I'm not even, wor- and in the Middle East culture, that's a big deal. Feet, all that stuff, right? Some of you guys have, like, foot phobia in the Middle East. You don't even put your feet up at the table. It's a disgrace. This is why foot washing was such a big deal. The lowest of servants, the most humble. And John's like, I'm not even to wash, worthy to wash his feet. And then Jesus, after that moment, comes walking to get baptized. And this is what John says, all right? Let's read it. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Behold means look and see. Let's read it together again at behold. Ready? Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Isn't that so good? The Gospel is about proclaiming who Jesus is. We tell the story that He you know, of course, the death, the burial, the resurrection, but it's, it's a proclamation, in fact, and a revelation, hear me, of the very nature and character of who God is revealed in the Lamb. And so we're going to talk about the authentic gospel, and I'm going to just preach three things that I believe the authentic gospel, how the good news should be impacting us and how it impacts the world. Are you all ready? The gospel is to behold Him. And, and as we discover that, we then in turn uh, point Jesus to those that are around us. So uh, number one, the authentic gospel removes the labels. Come on, somebody. Removes the labels. Um, I don't know about you, but I feel like the gospel has been hijacked. I feel like that we, uh, we, we complicate it, and it's not complicated. It's about the love of God and God becoming man to redeem us from our fallenness, and He invites us into that relationship. And how many know the gospel is not like you are a piece of garbage? How many know that? 
And now the gospel might reveal that we're in sin and we're in darkness and we need him, but the gospel doesn't tell you that you have no value. Actually, it's the opposite. God knows what he's doing. He's a, he, he's, he would never make an investment that isn't worthy. Like the Lamb of God, when he gave his life, knew what he was doing. And he would have never shed his blood if he didn't see you and I as valuable along with the entire world. Come on. Every nation, tribe, and tongue. Every human being made in the image of God. Come on. Every nation, tribe, and tongue. Every ethnos. Every nation. Ethnicity. Every single human being on the earth has so much value to the Lord. And that is the proclamation. And so there are labels. The gospel has been hijacked. And the gospel is not your, your a little piece of poopy. The gospel is not, and listen, you, you might think, why are you saying that? Well, there's, there's actually reformers that have said that, right? Like, I, I love the Reformation. We needed the Reformation. Uh, we still need a Reformation in the world today in the church. But there's reformers that said that we are like snow-covered dung. How many know that that's not what we are? It's not like the blood of Jesus cleanses and it just covers up the dung that we are, the manure. You're not manure. You're not crap. Hello? No, actually, we are dirt-covered gems that the, the blood of Jesus and living waters washes us and reveals that we're made in the image of God and that we're worthy of redemption. Jesus wouldn't pay a price for something. Listen, people that don't know what they're doing buy cheap stuff. God doesn't buy cheap stuff. God knows what he's doing. The economy of heaven says you've got worth. And the gospel, the real gospel, the authentic, the original Christian gospel was to buy back his lost people and we were worthy of that, that price. Come on. You know, a lot of times I, I like Facebook. I like social media. Uh, sometimes I have to log out on my phone because it consumes my time, right? Like, you know, but Facebook sometimes... Uh, you, you read a post and it could be like a dumb post, whatever. You just keep, keep scrolling, just keep scrolling, just keep scrolling. Come on, somebody. But then sometimes there's a post. It's like, yeah, it's a pretty good post. I like it. And if you read it and you understand the heart of the post and the author, sometimes we don't know the author, so we don't understand the words. And, and I've noticed there was the other day I was reading this post and I'm like, I, I know the author and I understood what he was saying. And then I read and I looked, there's like, you know, whatever, 15, 16 likes, and then there's like 53 comments. I'm like, that post got hijacked, man. There's no doubt about it, it got hijacked. Someone who didn't understand the author or the heart of the post started taking the thought the wrong direction. That's what we've done with the gospel. And it's been hijacked, and we, we, we read, and although we honor our church fathers and the history of the, the Christian faith, there are some things that are off. We're not snow-covered dung. One more uh, recent Reformed theologian uh, said something like this, that Jesus is our asbestos suit to protect us from the fiery wrath of God. Listen, I'm here to tell you that, that God's wrath is an extension of His love God's wrath is not against you, it's against sin. God's wrath is His emphatic no, what harms His kids. It's an extension of His love. And Jesus is not some asbestos suit. Jesus is the revelation of that fiery love. Jesus is a revelation. And when John says, behold the Lamb, there's something about beholding that He is worthy. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. That the worthiness of what He did and who He is reveals your worth. And the good news says you are actually valuable. You are not snow-covered dung. 
The other day we walked or we were driving by a garage sale. How many enjoy garage sales? I, come on, somebody. I, the other day we were driving by and I, and I still have like this hidden desire in my heart. Maybe it's a prophetic thing I'm, and I just need to keep believing God for it. But I have this thing where I imagine going to a garage sale and finding something and I, like I want to find a painting. It's a nice, pretty painting. And I don't even care if it looks good. I want to get a good deal on it. Like, hey, how much is this for? It's $40. Take 30, sure. And then I find out that it's worth like 300 grand. How cool would that be? Dude, I want to make a fat donation to the building fund. We got to get this thing done. Come on, somebody. And so we were at a garage sale, and we're looking at bikes and different things, and I saw the little, remember the little price tag? So garage sale, sometimes it's the little circle stickers, or it's the old school price tags. I remember the little old school price tags. They're tiny. I wish I had a picture of one. Listen, it's funny because when I was a kid, I never did this. I could have. Maybe my friends did. If I did, it's all under the blood of Jesus, but... You go to a store and you, and you see the little price tags and if somebody wanted to, they could take one of those things off because they just fall off really easy and you could replace it with a price tag that's much less and get what's called an illegal discount. And that's what the thief has done. He has taken that little price tag off and put on a false one. And then we look in the mirror and we see the lying label that he put on us. But I'm here to tell you, that heaven has a new way. We don't, how many know that those price tags are not really seen anymore? Now everything has a barcode. I was thinking about this and it was like the Lord was saying, that's how it is now. I've branded you. Heaven's marked you with a barcode that determines not only the product, the identity of the individual, but the value of the individual. And now you're marked by heaven and it's not a mark. It's, it's actually branded in your DNA. And you were bought with a price and you're worth the life of the son of god and so let's walk in the new way the authentic gospel removes the labels and god brands us with that heavenly mark that we are his that we belong to him in fact ephesians 1 talks about the 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 deposit the down payment the earnest money deposit the greek word is erabon the holy spirit we've been sealed with the holy spirit it's like an earnest money deposit but the greek word erabon could also mean like an engagement ring he's given us that which is precious see we're the setting but he's the stone but the setting still has value and, and the Holy Spirit would not be given to snow-covered dung. The Holy Spirit is given, hear me, to people that God values, and that is you and I, and that is the gospel. And, and as we go on further and we think about the labels that God is removing off of us, you know, the, the ones that easily come off, that we have to know that God sees us as invaluable and treasured and blood-bought. And I want to expose this label even more by going into the second point that let's call it what it is, it's a lie, right? An illegal discount is a lie. The Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And number two, the authentic gospel removes the lies. I remember hearing somebody say years ago um, during a prayer, and they said this, and I didn't catch it, and I've heard people say something like this, and this person was praying and, and very sincere in their prayer. How I many know it doesn't matter how sincere we are, sometimes we can be sincerely wrong, we could be sincere about the gospel, but we could be missing it. And, uh, and this person was praying, and they said, I'm only valuable because of your blood. 
And I stopped and I, I thought about it and I said, I didn't like that. It, just something about it I don't feel. And I started searching the scriptures and I've come to realize that it's actually the opposite. The blood of Jesus does not make you valuable. It proves that you're valuable. It shows forth. It reveals that you are valuable. Now, let me just take you through a few scriptures and let me just encourage you. I remember saying that one time years ago. We were a young church plant in Las Vegas and God is moving. I mean, we're seeing pimps and prostitutes, gang leaders, drug dealers saved. I mean, you name it. Like people are turning and they're getting set free, man. Set free from meth, heroin. Come on, somebody. You know, alcoholism, all of it. God is setting the captives free. And, and we're in a service and we're worshiping and the Spirit of God's moving. And I remember going up and I said, the blood of Jesus doesn't make you valuable. It proves you're valuable. And this guy I saw during worship stands up and he walks out. He was mad. I could tell there was something about what I said that rubbed him the wrong way. But what I was saying was true. He called me later on. He said, Pastor, I, I don't, I, what are you saying? What, when you, what do you mean the blood of Jesus? And he thinks I'm belittling the blood when in fact, no, I'm, I'm actually extolling the blood of the Lamb for what it really was, that it was actually redeeming what was valuable, which is us. And, and he said, can you just show me that in the Bible? And I thought about it for a minute. I'm like, and immediately it came to me the verse. And I'm like, uh, sure. Um, how about, uh, have you ever been to a baseball game? You know, the scriptures they usually hold up. How about John 3.16? That one's a, that's a good one, right? Hello? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. God gives to what he loves because he values. You look through the scripture, Revelation 5, 9, they sing a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll. And open its seals, talking about Jesus. For you were slain, and you have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. You see, it's understanding the worthiness of who he is and what he's done, and it reveals to us that we are worthy of that redemption. In Luke chapter 15, Jesus tells three different parables the lost coin, the lost sheep, and the prodigal son. What did they all have in common other than they were uh, other than them all being lost? Let me tell you what they had in common. They were all worthy of pursuing. The fact that the lost coin was being searched for proves that it had value. The fact that the, the, the shepherd would leave the 99 to go find the one proves that the sheep had value to the shepherd. The fact that the, the, the son, when he came home to the father, the father didn't just sit up there twiddling his thumbs on the porch. He ran down the road to meet the son. The father, old men didn't run in that day. Jesus was revealing an extravagant love. Come on. Jesus was revealing something that the heart of our father God is beyond any loving father that we could ever comprehend. You could take all the loving fathers, mothers, and take all of their goodness, integrity, and combine them into one person, and that's a drop in the bucket of our loving father and the love than the value that he has for us and when we see in Luke 15 the prodigal son comes home and the father's waiting the father's looking on the horizon and that's his heart towards us but it says the father ran and fell upon him and kissed him and embraced him old men didn't run in the first century why did Jesus say this why did he add it because he's saying God breaks the limitations and your understanding of love and he just blows it out of the water like you can't even comprehend the height the depth the length the breadth to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge like we could read all these scriptures about love and then we hear the footsteps of the father what did these things have in common the lost sheep and the lost coin and the prodigal son, they're all worthy of pursuing. 
Romans 5.8 says, but God proves, in the Berean translation, God proves His love for us. While we were, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Can you say amen? Matthew 6.26, Jesus is talking about the birds. Come on, who, many, who loves the birds? I don't like birds. They poop everywhere. When I, every time I go to Disneyland, they poop on me. I, that's why I hate Disneyland. I have post-traumatic Disneyland disorder. Um, I'll tell you the story sometime. Some of you heard it, but the, the father takes care of the birds. Jesus is like, the father... Even in the, in the understanding, he says he, he knows every hair that's on your head. You know, in that context, he was not saying like he, God is omniscient. Of course, he's omniscient, but he was talking about the value and the reality that you are the focus of his love. He knows every hair on our head. For some of us, it's super easy. The Lord's like, one, come on, somebody. <laughs> Not mentioning any names, Tad. <laughs> Tad's got the coolest looking dome I've ever seen, though, bro. Come on. If I ever start balding, I'm shaving it off. I'm, I'm going to take lessons from you. I want to look bad like that. Come on, somebody. The Bible says that Jesus said, if the Father's concerned, if this little sparrow falls to the ground, how much more valuable are you than the birds? The gospel, the blood of Jesus being shed does not make us valuable. It proves that we're worthy. A, you, listen, hear me. You are a worthy investment. You're a worthy investment. Number three, the authentic gospel. I love this. Removes the limitations. You see, these labels and lies are designed by the enemy to limit us. How many are familiar with the prayer of Jabez in the Old Testament, 1 Chronicles chapter 4? This Jabez character is not well known. It's just this prayer right in the center of this genealogy. And sometimes it's like there's this, this whole life story we have and we're just a little, boop, little, we're just mentioned right in the middle of it all. And it's like we're, we really don't have much value. And I want to read this because it just uh, exemplifies what I'm saying, that the authentic gospel removes the limitations that these labels and lies have caused. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez because I bore him in sorrow or I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel. So Jabez prays this prayer. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I might not cause pain. And it says, so God granted him what he requested. Can you imagine his name literally meant sorrowful or being born? You're, literally, his name is, you're a pain in the neck, but not a pain in the neck. You're a pain. Something about this label and this, the, these labels, these lies that caused limitation where even, even Jabez says, I don't want to be one that causes others pain because he identified that his very name meant you cause pain. I want to encourage you 
And I want to speak this over your life before we close, that your value is not based on the sum total of words spoken to you, your experiences in life, or the actions other people have done to you. When I was younger, we would drive around and uh, we would do road trips. I'd do road trips with my dad and he would do mental math where he would just start calling out a math problem. It wasn't too complex. Um, It was something that you had to do like in your head on the fly and he would say whatever it was, you know, 25 plus 50 minus 70 times 5 minus 25 plus 1. And then I'd be like 1, you know, whatever. And it was more complex than that but um, because I'm a genius. So, you know, it's just... (laughs) He was trying to cultivate the genius brain that I had. And uh, no, but I, I feel like this picture of this mental math picture where we're all over the place and it's like our experiences and our situations in life and how others have treated us and the words that are spoken to us. And sometimes this mental math thing is difficult. And I feel like it's our experiences that have limited us and we always end up in the negative because of the labels and the lies. And because we end up in the negative, we find ourselves confined. And I want to declare it over you. Your value is not based on the total amount of the words spoken to you, your experiences in life, or the actions that have done to you. You're not a mistake. The lying whisper that says to every single one of us, I am not fill in the blank. Don't be limited. I don't know about you, but I am the type of person that if I get backed into a corner, I become fierce and I don't want to be in a corner. Like, I don't even like small places, you know, like just being confined. I'm like, okay, get me out of here. Whoever feels like that, you know, there's something about in the spirit though, where we've allowed words, labels, lies, we've allowed experiences to, to bring us into a condition where we remain in the prison and in the confinement of our experience. And God is saying, take the limits off. You are not the sum total, hear me, of your wounds. You might have been backed into a corner, but it's time to get feisty and break off the intimidation of words and break off the labels and break off the lies. You are not the sum total of your wounds. You are not the sum total of your past mistakes. Come on. You are not the sum total of the words and accusations that have been spoken over you. You are not the sum total of how other people did not value you. You're not the sum total of father wounds or mother wounds. You're not the sum total of betrayal. You're not the sum total of why you lost your job or how something didn't work out. It's like two steps forward, eight steps back. That does not determine your value. The enemy has labeled us. Our experience has lied to us. And our condition has limited us. And God is saying, it's time to take the limits off. Come on. He's saying no limits. No boundaries. Say it with me. Come on. No limits. No boundaries. Stand up with me right now. Say it again. No limits. No boundaries. I see increase all around me. Stretch forth. Break forth. Release me. Enlarge my territory. Take the limits off. Take the limits off. I break every label. Come on, say it out loud. I break every lie. And I break off 
the limitation of my condition. I am free. And whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Come on, thank Him right now. Thank Him. Lift your hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The good news, the gospel, when we behold you, when we behold you, it, it, it impacts who we are. It, it changes us. We realize that you actually love us and value us and that we're a worthy investment and this illegal discount is just broken. And we know that we're branded and we're marked. We know who we are, whose we are, and how much that we are worth to him. And we thank you, Lord, that these lies are just being broken. Listen, man, I feel like these, these, this condition of of being bound, you know, rejection and things just not working out. I mean, think about it, all the stuff that we go through in life, it does not determine our value. And this idea that like God did it to, you know, teach me a lesson, nonsense, things happen in life. Some things, some things just happen in life. Stuff happens. Have you ever seen that bumper sticker? Stuff happens. They use a different word though. We're in a fallen world. And when stuff happens to us, it does not dictate our value. Rejection. Betrayal. All of it has limited us. And it's time to break off these limitations. The enemy has labeled you. Your experience has lied to you. And your condition has limited you. And it's time to say no limits. It's time to pray what Jabez prayed and say, Lord, would you do it? And how many know the Bible says God granted him his request. Lift your hands with me if you would, please. And I just feel like the Lord right now is he's just breaking that. I feel like this is just a freedom moment for you. Just imagine the price tag just falling off. Let him show you that he's branded in your very DNA that you are worth it. You're a worthy investment. So worthy that you're worth the life of God's own Son. And His blood shed proved that. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit right now, Lord, would you just show me a little glimpse of that barcode? What does it look like? It determines the product and the value of the product. And God May he show you now your identity as a beloved son and daughter and how valuable you are as a son and daughter. You're worthy of being pursued. I speak that over you, those of you that feel alone. and You're worthy of being chosen. You're worthy of being chosen. You're worthy. You're the focus of his love. You're worth it. And I break off the labels of lies and limitations your people right now in Jesus name thank you for the love of God just pouring in right now just pouring in healing rejection wounds Father I just thank you right now come on lift your voices and pray would you receive it now I break it off now I break the chains off of you now in Jesus name you have so much value to the Father if we could just get a tiny revelation it would change our lives allow other people to label and lie and put a price tag on us. We wouldn't give ourselves away to other lovers. We would give ourselves wholly to the one who's worthy. Come on. 
He's worthy of it all. I want to read Colossians as I close. I want to declare this over you. Close your eyes and just receive. I'm going to read this verse to you in the Passion Translation. Rochelle, can you hand me a tissue, sweetie? Lift your hands to the Lord, would you? And Thank you. Lift your hands to the Lord. I want to read this over you. It's so powerful. He canceled out every legal violation, including the illegal discount. We had on our record and the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us. (laughs) He erased it all. Our sins, our stained soul. He deleted it all and they cannot be retrieved. Romans 5 says you're flawless in his eyes now because of his blood. The Bible says everything we once were in Adam has been placed onto the cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation. (laughs) Then Jesus made a spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. They've been disarmed. I declare it over you. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner. They were his. Oh, man. We thank you, Lord. The enemy's been defeated. We take the limits off. No boundaries. I see increase. We're breaking forth. We're stretching forth. We thank you, Lord. You know, the other day, we were at the Greek Food Festival uh, because I love... Greek and I love food and I love festivals and so every year I have to go in Las Vegas it's a tradition my family knows and I try to go twice it's ridiculous it's expensive and but it's so much fun we're at the Greek food festival and I have this tattoo and it's it's an ancient uh, Jerusalem cross so it's an ancient Christian cross and then it's a Greek word that says tete leste and this is the Greek word for what Jesus said when he was on the cross and he said it is finished and I'm I'm there and I'm asking my kids, hey, I'm like, kids, you want to, you want to, like, a cross or a piece of jewelry, whatever, and my daughters are getting rings, and, and, and the guy that sells the jewelry, uh, he's Greek, and he says, tete leste, oh, yes, tete leste, and I'm like, tell me, like, the modern use of the word, tell me the ancient use of the word, so I'm like, you know, I want to dive in, and, and so he begins to explain to me, he's like, oh, Powerful word, powerful word. That's He's like, that's the word at the like the end of a movie. He said it with a Greek accent, though. The end of a movie where you shoot the guy, die. And he's like, someone with this tattoo, they're not afraid of COVID. No, 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 no afraid of COVID. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm standing there. Yeah, come on, somebody. I'm like, I'm going to buy a cross from this guy. I'm like, I want this cross. I want, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless you, man. And, and instantly I saw a picture of like Jesus on the cross saying it is finished. It wasn't just it is finished and he was dying. He was literally disarming the principalities and power. Boom, it's done. It's done. No more authority over you. The prison doors are open. And then he looked it up uh, and he, he went to some Greek website, some Orthodox website historical orthodox faith and he is reading the the historical context in the use of the word and he says oh it's also is also used when a, a slave is free and no longer is bound by a master 
or when a prisoner has done their time and now they're free. I'm, I just declared over you, it's finished. The prison doors are open. The shackles are broken. Come on, lift up your voice right now and give them a shout of praise. Thank Him that it is finished. We take the limits off. No limits, no boundaries. I see increase all around. We stretch forth. We break forth. Come on. We release right now. We declare, enlarge our territory. Take the limits off. Say it with me. Take the limits off. Every chain is broken now. Every lie, every label. Come on, the enemy has labeled us, but we remove it now. Our experience has lied to us, but we break the power of it now. Our condition has limited us, but the Lord is enlarging our territory. Seal it with one big shout. Come on. Hi, Pastor Zach here at Encounter Church in Rochester, New York. Hope you were blessed by that message and we want to give you an opportunity to sow into the ministry if you'd like to. If you would, just go to revival.me and click on the button that says give. Thanks again and have a blessed, blessed day.